Happy Mother's Day to all of the non-moms out there. Hello and welcome to the Spoon Drawer. It's Mother's Day of 2019 and I wanted to create a special episode shouting out to the women out there who cannot have their own children. This can be a very, very sad day and there's just not a lot of attention placed on this particular issue when you think of autoimmune diseases or chronic illnesses that are largely hereditary. So you would be then putting the child at risk of receiving your exact illnesses and sometimes to a much more concentrated level and that can have so many problems. Now, Every day can be challenging when that's the situation. And there's not a lot of resources for help on this topic because I wanted some inspiration to share with you. And so when I was researching, there was not very much that I came across. Anything of value, really too much at all. I did find some things on secondary infertility, which was a little on the nose for me. I'm sorry, wait. So there's more resources about women who can't have a second child than there are for women who can't have children, period. No coping mechanisms. I wanted to give you some tips so that you could actually have something helpful to go about this journey of acceptance. Because at the root, that is what it would be. Acceptance. There's a lot of female ego tied up in the ability to reproduce and rear your own child. And even for some of the women who don't necessarily feel that way on the inside, it is easy for society to still place that as a shortcoming on your heart. For instance, the only resource I found was full of things like find acceptance, don't hang out with people who have children, and I was appalled. How is that? A, that's not a solution. You cannot shut out people in your life because they have kids. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of your friends. It's a lot of your family. That is not a solution. So I had to dig deeper, and I can just say from personal experience, a tip would be on social media, not engaging, not forcing yourself to be exposed chronically to baby pictures and everyone's beautiful life. That is not make it any easier when you subject yourself to a lot of baby pictures on your social media feed. And I'm not saying your friends, but a good example is there were several years ago a few um, fashion like blogger women, influencers I guess, who I followed and of course time progresses and they had children and their feeds became just pictures of their babies and I chose to unfollow them not because I was like, you know, spiteful or even envious, nothing like that. I just didn't feel the need to be exposed to 
five pictures a day of their baby. It was a personal decision. And I remember who they are. You can always go and look at look up these people, but you don't have to see it every day. So that is one example for social media as far as how to not make it worse. I have spent months on end away from social media for whatever reasons because I just didn't feel like engaging that. And it really didn't even have to do with just not being able to have children. But that's one tip I have for you. Now, as far as other tips, they're few and far between. I'm not going to lie. And when you think about accepting something that's completely out of your control, something like being a mother, sorry that you heard that crash, um, as far as not being a mother, this could go two ways. It could help you to be around children so that that's still something that's in your life, or it could be the opposite and you can 100% not need to be around children all the time. Once again, not referring to your friends. I'm referring more to me at 28. Was finding it very helpful to be a children's librarian. Okay, I was around children. I didn't feel like that was an inactive part of my existence. I was able to still be around kids and you know, they're, they're just, they're great, they're fun, they look at things totally different than adults do, which helps us look at things totally different, and we, we need that different set of eyes to be inspired by, but just as that was helpful, a few years later, it was not helpful, and I needed to not be around kids all the time partly because of my immune system, but also I did need an emotional break. It, um, it can go either way. It just depends on you as a person. But I do believe if you really long for interacting with children, then volunteer somewhere. There's a lot of places that you can volunteer and help kids in different community centers, the nursery at your church. I mean, just because you don't have children yourself doesn't mean that you can't be involved um, in other, other ways. So once again, it's not like that is the, the best tip. There's not going to be a simple fix for this. But I want to switch gears really quick and just throw out there some of the more annoying aspects of the societal pressures that you yourself may not always feel but are reflected every so often. And it comes in ways like somebody inquiring as to why you don't have children, which is never a nice question to ask somebody. And you would think that that would be common sense, but it's not. And people ask all the time, why don't you have children? Mm. <laughs> all of the things that come up into your mind are usually not appropriate to actually say out loud. So, you know, no, I can't. I can't have children. And then, oh, what? Oh my gosh. Shock and appall across their face. And then the next sentences are going to be solutions for you and your life. And so we, it comes from a good place. We don't want to hear it. 
and they don't really know necessarily what they're talking about, but people love to feel like they can fix problems. And even though this is something that you slash we slash me deal with, all of a sudden somebody hears and not they have they have the answer and they know they have the answer. And usually it's, well, you can adopt. And you have these these facts. Number one, adoption, incredibly, incredibly expensive. <laughs> Number two, that takes many, many years sometimes with all the legal tape and it can take a really long time on top of a lot of money on top of maybe you are not around a good lawyer if there's not a lawyer around you who specifies excuse me who specializes with adoption law you might not even have anybody to help you through the process and so these are the things that people just assume adoption will solve but not everybody can pay tens of thousands of dollars up front for a child that is just not always feasible now let's look at it a different way because finances is always a big issue but let's look at one other really big issue what is written down on your doctor's paperwork can hinder you from even being allowed to adopt a child if you are not deemed healthy enough if there's one wrong diagnosis written down on your paperwork you can be dismissed from being able to adopt People don't consider that when they're so quick to come up with that solution. That is a thing. There's a lot of complex issues around not just being a mother. So, one more issue that I will bring up is that you would then have, because of the diagnosis paperwork, that could possibly also hinder you in not being able to foster. And if you are on bed rest, if you are so weak that you're not functioning very well at all and can hardly take care of yourself, it would be outlandish to assume you could also then just take care of another child. That is, um, that's crazy. If you can't take care of yourself, how could you take care of a kid just because you want one? Doesn't mean, I mean, it's like if your 16 year old wants a sports car, okay, you, don't, you might want one, but you don't need one. <laughs> 